talk about on this episode a lot of stuff to touch on man we got the squad with us tonight one of our players you know is currently out safety and health protocols out traveling the world again y'all know cj money bags it's an honor anytime we're able to get him on the show so he's out traveling out and about living his best life on his little duval but we got Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, the bait your mother sends me. How you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot to talk about. A lot, a lot's happened. The Nets just got another dub, so I feel all right. We got Miles, left-handed smooth operator. My Knicks is up on the Bucks right now. Sends Mayor Davenport. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, yo. I'm, I'm doing good. I wish I could say the same about the Jets, but you know, the Mike White was short lived. <laughs> you don't think if he didn't get injured, we would have saw some magic again? I think so. I mean, he started the game off with a touchdown, and of course, it he gets hurt on the touchdown pass. So, <laughs> I mean, that's typical Jets luck right there. Yeah, I was about to say that's Jets luck personified. But then you that's got, but that tells you though what. The perks of his playing in New York. This man is jersey after one game is in Canton. That doesn't happen if you don't play in New York. That doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah, like you play for Cincinnati or something like that, and that happens, like, and you do that, it's not going to matter. It's irrelevant. Exactly. You probably be, you might be in a restaurant somewhere in Ohio or something like that, but you know, I hate <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna name like a they're gonna they're gonna name a hoagie after you in Cincinnati if you play that well. You you got a restaurant, you got something at Subway. We got a sandwich named after you at Subway. It's different playing in New York in a big market yeah, like that. So with yeah. one of those players that you know kind of made his name was big, bigger than life when he played in New York. Oh death. Mm. I want to Start dead with the Odell situation. Odell mm. officially has been released. A trade could not happen. What are y'all viewpoints on this Odell situation? Y'all know my vibes. I've been saying free OBJ for a minute. I don't think Baker is that good enough a quarterback to get him the ball. The, the, what was y'all takes on it? That it? It came to this. He ends up getting released. And of course, yeah, of course they turned him into the, the scapegoat here. When, I mean, if you look at the product on the field, everybody was predicting Browns are Super Bowl contenders. Could be the fi finally the year that Odell and Baker connect. And what happens? Same thing that we've been seeing the last three years in, in, in this debacle of a, a team. Like, ba Baker is awful. Like, flat out. I hate watching him play. He's overrated. The Browns would be stupid to pay him 30 plus million a year because you're just, you know, signing up for mediocrity because I don't know. You look at Big Ben out playing him on Sunday last week and you could say, you know, he's injured, but it's not even his throwing shoulder. It's just Baker being Baker. Like he can't make any throws to Odell. Jarvis Landry's out there. He's got two of the best receivers in the league and can't make that work. 
Like yeah. it's year four, and they're still is is run first on this team. Like they don't have any confidence in Baker to show what he can do. And we saw that early in the season when they lost to the Chiefs. And Baker had a chance to win it. And what did Baker do? He choked. So I think OBJ had every right. I mean, he was definitely working behind the scenes. I don't think his dad would have posted that mm. if he didn't, you know, if he didn't give the final stamp of approval. But I mean, that 11 minute clip showed everything you needed to see. Like, it just feels like something personal was going on there when, mm-hmm. like, my boy was open countless times. And the fact that people are thinking that OJ, Odell Beckham's washed is <laughs> crazy. Like, he's not washed. He's just catching passes from a bum. So, <laughs> oh. I think, I think his, next, his next stop is going to be more successful. I hope he just keeps his mouth shut and, you know, keeps grinding. Because that's the thing. You haven't heard him say one word. One word about Baker complained on the sidelines, kicking, kicking kickers nets. He's not doing any of that stuff anymore. So, like, is he the problem or is someone trying to blame him again and make him the scapegoat? So, If you watch the 11 minutes of any of it, that tells you right there the man's not washed. Just, just watch how he's still burning jokers. Wide open burning jokers. He out there, he out there getting his cardio in though. He's doing a lot of running for nothing. <laughs> not going at him for anything. What's your takes on it? What do you think possibly, Greg, or some um might be some good fits for Odell going for, further? I mean Miles summed it up, right? With the whole with the whole synopsis of what's going on with this. But I mean, from the Browns perspective, I look at it from a different angle angle too. I mean, Baker, you gave Baker everything he needed to be successful and he hasn't been successful. That's the problem, right? Like there are teams in their situation. I, I y'all gonna say I make everything about the Giants, but they're very similar in the sense that they both have quarterbacks they have to decide if they want to pay. The only difference is. Daniel Jones, the, the coverage has been bare. They haven't given him what they need in terms of protecting with the O-line. And Baker's had everything. Baker has a world-class O-line, world-class O-line, and is still missing the target, still not playing well. So they can't pay him. I think their decision is a little bit easier at quarterback. But there's nobody – first of all, they won't be bad enough to get a great quarterback in this year's draft, so they're in a, they're in a jam now. And they ha- they're going to have to give him the fifth-year option money, and they're going to have to ride it out and hope that they can find the solution at the quarterback position um, in, the, in the next year, the following year's draft. draft. Um, so it, it's a tough situation for them. But with Odell and with him, he's not washed. Yeah, I mean, you watch the clips, you see, you see he's still getting separation. And the way defenses play him tells you he's not washed. They still bracket him. They still, they're still sending double coverage. If he was washed, they're not playing him that way. I can tell you that right now. And, and they, they, the defense insurance heck still respect him. So, I mean, some locate some spots for him that I think would make a lot of sense is the Patriots to make a lot of sense because I don't think they have a receiver nearly as good as him. So he's going to go there and immediately, immediately be the number one guy. And I think that McDaniels and the Patriots are just a well-run, well-oiled machine. They just, they just keep the train keeps on going with them. They're going to get him the ball. They're going to find creative ways to get him the ball. So that'd be a good place with a strong culture, right? Cause they, they win, they win a lot. They're confident. Um, the 49ers in a good spot. I know, I know LA is a destination for him. I don't think New England's likely, but I think LA is very likely, whether it's the Rams or it's in the Rams is a place where he's gonna have to share the love with like Robert Woods and, and Cup. It's not ideal if you want to be getting catching the ball. The question is, does Odell want to win more more than he does than he wants to have the numbers and the stats? If you ask me, I think it's about the stats and numbers more than it's about winning. I really do. I think Odell wants to win. And he wants to be on a competent football team, but he wants to be the reason why you're winning. He doesn't want to be there for the ride. That's not what this is, is for him. I think that's obvious because in New York, every ball was thrown his way. We were not winning game. We were not winning a whole lot of games. Every ball was thrown his way. He seemed pretty happy up until the end. All right. So like he seemed just fine being in New York up until the end. When then he when when then he wants to make it about winning and he realized, oh wait, I can go play here, here, I can go to LA. He loves LA. So I I, I see the Rams, I see. I think the Chargers are a sneaky, sneaky place you can go play uh, that no one talks about with Herbert. It, it would make a lot of sense. And Keenan Allen and him, those two guys to share the love. I think they still have Mike Williams there, too, is really good. 
they have a lot of weapons, but it's a place that he can go play there too. But I think it's going to be somewhere in LA where there's San Fran, um, San Fran, the Chargers, or it'll be the Rams. But we'll see. We'll see. It's it's a, it'll be one of those three places. The Rams just lost Deshaun. He'll he could be a deep vet for them. There's no way you can really double him on that team. And if you want to double him, good luck. I mean, good luck, really. But <laughs> I, I see the Rams being a legit place. He could easily we could easily wake up on that on Monday morning and here he's going there. But uh, you know, you hear about all these other teams like the the Bucks. It's not that's not happening. Like I don't I don't see that. I think it's more going to be an LA team or New England. Um, those are the most likely destinations around. Before Miles, before you give me some ideas if they differ from anything with Greg, I could I could fill with OBJ. I don't know. Maybe he's with winning, maybe he's not. But Baker and the Cleveland organization, one releasing them, holding them out from practice, making it seem like he was a problem or a distraction. <laughs> Bruh, kudos to him, like Ma said, for staying quiet. Cause y'all jacked up my legacy, bro. I'm in the conversation with Randy Balls, with like Terrell Owens and the greats. I come here and basically, literally, I'm doing cardio every Sunday for like two years outside of my injuries. All I'm doing is running up and down the field, staying in shape, getting ready for the next team that actually going to use me. That's all he's been doing. Y'all mess with his stats and y'all mess with this man's money, his legacy. Kudos to him for keeping his, his peace. And you know, he said worst- nothing. He said nothing while saying something at the same time. I, I don't think I don't think for even a second that he had nothing to do with, you know, the LeBron tweet or or um or his dad sending out that video on Instagram. I don't think that he had nothing. Worst, to do with the worst he did was having uh, input. Obviously, I'm sure he knew his father posting that. He knew. And yeah, he knew it was coming. And that's where the Browns probably got upset. The Browns were probably upset about that. Now, granted, listen, I. The Browns don't have a leg to stand on. Baker doesn't throw in the ball. They haven't utilized him. They should have traded him when they had a chance. I don't understand why you don't trade him. He's been he's been asking to get traded. Apparently, he's been asking to get traded for a while. You don't trade him, and then you want to release him and get nothing for him. Fine, whatever. That's I don't get it. it makes this make a whole lot of sense. But if that's what you want to do, whatever. It just to, to me, it's it's more. It is going to be. It, it circles around the fact that yo, know, like it's it's wild. Odell had forced his way out, but he did it silently this time. And people are going to find a way to demonize him for that because it's look, the thing people love to do is demonize Odell Beckham. Okay. Even as he's been here, he's a, he's a fun target for people to kick on a little bit, but he, he's not in the wrong here. It, it, it's, it, was, it was a terrible situation for him. Any can't miles, any candidates come to, uh, come to mind outside of the ones that Greg mentioned. And I don't think by the way, Greg, I don't think he had per se anything to do with the LeBron tweet. He's a clutch I think he's a, a, a clutch is he a client. Clutch, is he a clutch client, uh, Odell? I believe so. So that was that connection. I don't think it was like Odell had any per se. Odell probably saw that tweet, was surprised by himself too. You feel me? Like, I think that's more of a LeBron helping the clutch brand type thing. You feel me? <laughs> I mean, I think the Bills are a team that could definitely use them. Like, that team's built on passing the ball. And, you know, who wants to be on a passing team? more than Odell. He's been on a team that's run first the last three years. Like, that's just how that team's going to go. So go over to Buffalo, you know, come back to New York, the real New York, and actually compete, <laughs> compete for a championship. Because the Bills, they're one of the best teams in the league right now. And if you add Odell Beckham alongside a Stephon Diggs, that's, that's dangerous. And then another team that they could definitely make a move is the Chiefs. I mean, they tried it with Josh Gordon. That was just a flyer. But then to have an Odell Beckham fall into your laps after after not even expecting it. Like, you got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. You need something more. So now you're getting one of the best receivers in the game. Because I still think he is. He just hasn't gotten a chance to show it. So if you bring him in... Maybe the, the chief ceiling, you know, takes another level. Like we, we see Mahomes look like Mahomes again because he's, he's been struggling. He got outplayed on Monday night by Daniel Jones. So if <laughs> that can't happen, that can't happen if you're, you're Patrick Mahomes. So definitely if I'm the Chiefs, I don't think their championship window is closing, but, you know, they were expected to be 
going back to the Super Bowl this year. So they need to make a move and they didn't really do anything at the trade deadline. So this could be that that big mid midseason move for them. I think um, two sleeper teams that they sleep a team, but I think it would be a nice fit for a transition. Seattle, Russ gets back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We know they, they have no problem trying to get another weapon that has a checkered background. Antonio Brown, they saw, they tried to sign. Josh Gordon, they tried to give him two or three times. You put DK with Odell and Russ coming back, that might work. I think that'd be a nice little tandem give Russ and they, they kind of a team that throw a lot too. They don't have a running game really that they could rely on. They're not giving Carson or anybody here 30, 40 attempts tonight. So let Russ throw that thing out. It'll be exciting to watch. I'm not going to win nothing in Seattle this year. It's done up. So maybe get Odell prepared for next season. And I think this would just be perfect. Come back to the Giants, Odell. I think him with Daniel Jones having an actual weapon with Odell, and then you got Tony who's on the who's on the rise. Kadarius Tony with Odell, Shepard who learned so much from Odell once he gets back being healthy, and Saquon whenever he wants to show up again. I think that'd be a nice little fit. Sleeper pick though, it's a sleeper pick. That's why I'm. It's a sleeper pick, but I, I think. I don't know if him and Kenny G can, you know. I don't think the money the money's not there. I don't think it makes any sense financially. I don't I don't think the money's there for you, for them to even do it. The, the Giants spent all their cap space, which is why this season is so de- depressing for them because it's they spent all their cap space like they're gonna do something. So there's nothing there's no room to sign him. There's really there's only a couple options the Giants have. It it it's, it has nothing to do with Odell Beckham. It's about firing people. It's about you know, to firing people. From what I understand, Joe Judge's job is safe though. We were talking about that in the chat. I think his job is safe. I don't think he's gonna get fired. So I think they're gonna end up firing the GM and restarting there. But the coach will be in place. So we'll see what happens. But I'm taking you know, Odell. I'm taking Odell or Kenny G. Man. Get Kenny G. Kenny are G. Are you kidding me? I mean, is that even a question? Yeah, I did the same. Oh, the only KG we acknowledge is the saxophonist, bro. Straight like that. That's the only <laughs> KG. Can you got it? It's not, it's not, yo, bro. He's got, yo, he's put, he got some good tape, man. That's, some pro, that's a Pro Bowl level player right there, but he hasn't been healthy. Yo, so we're going to recap some of these games from last week. Well, I mean, just just played last night. Mike White does his thing. Of course, of course, of course. He had, he had to be on vacation out and about when we got to talk about the. <laughs> <laughs> losing week eight was the week of upset so you got the Jets beating the Bengals Mike White goes for 405 yards three touchdowns you got the Packers beating the Cardinals they are no longer undefeated with Aaron Rodgers having literally me and Greg out there playing wide receiver they didn't have their number one two or three wide receiver <laughs> then you had the Saints beating the Bucks with Jameis dancing on one leg torn ACL he the season and then you had that happen. Tom Brady doesn't look good. Out of those three games, which was the biggest surprise on the upset scene? These three games. Miles already know yet. Yeah, easily. But I agree with that. Like, there's only one game you could pick. Yeah. Like, mm. I definitely didn't pick the Jets to win against the Bengals. I'm glad I didn't bet on Sunday, but I definitely didn't take them to win. I might have taken the points, even though I'm sure they were double-digit underdogs in that Mm -hmm. game. With that being said, I know Chris, you know, I think he didn't come on the show because he didn't want to talk about this game. So we could talk freely. (laughs) Not here. So that game was insane because, one, the backup quarterback who last year, by the way, he was cut four times by the Jets over and over again, keep bringing him up, send him back to the practice squad. And then his first like NFL start has like a record-breaking day against Joe Burrow. The, the almighty Joe Burrow couldn't beat Mike White. So there's, there's gonna be some repercussions for that with Chris when he ever whenever he shows up again. He's gonna have to wear that Sam Donald jersey. I still didn't burn, but 
<laughs> that game showed that game showed you that the Bengals are still ultimately the Bengals. Yeah. That, that was the most Bengals thing ever. That game was the most Bengals thing ever. I we, we talked, we, I've said this in the podcast before. Teams like the Bengals, like franchises like the Bengals, they lose games like that. They they lose games they're not supposed to lose in years, they're not supposed to lose them. That's what they do. That's that's what they do. So I, I wasn't a role. I mean, I was surprised, of course, the Jets won, but at the end of the day, when I when I got a minute to kind of think about them, I'm like, well, why am I surprised? This is kind of what the Bengals do, right? I mean, they lose the game they're not supposed to lose. So, so yeah, but the Jets played great. And Mike White played great. He, he embarrassed them. It was it was crazy. That's a tough, that's a tough one for the Bengals. I, I don't know. I, that kind of loss can can kind of send things off the rails, but I think they're young enough to where they'll kind of bounce back. I, I think who they play this week, they play the Ravens. Is who they play? Something crazy. I think it's the Ravens. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the Ravens, um, which is a tough game. Or is it or is it a, or the Browns? I think it's the Browns. I'm pretty sure it's the Browns, not the Ravens. They just played the Ravens. But um, good luck. <laughs> I think the Browns, you know, Baker's way better without Odell in the field. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> but no, I just, that's crazy. That's my, that's my pickup for upset of the week for sure. Yeah, that game, nobody expected that. And the thing that was so Bengals X. They try to sound like they was a different team. They kept saying, you know, this is a trap game. This is all they're talking about, the commentators. Yeah, they came ready. They know what type of game this is going to be, and they still lose. Yeah. They did everything to lose that game. Like, y'all know what time it is, and y'all still lose that game. Yep. Real quick, did y'all have any concerns with how Tom Brady played on Sunday? I mean, Tom Brady's going to look old. <laughs> from time to time he's gonna look his age from time to time i'm not i, I wasn't surprised I, I i he's been too good the body work is too good for me to say that i'm 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 alarmed or concerned by his play but i and nothing would surprise me if he if, if the next time we see him play he throws five picks it wouldn't surprise me if the next time he goes out there and we, he plays and we see him throw five touchdowns it wouldn't surprise me at some point it's got to slow down but I, I think he'll be fine. I, I don't make too much of it. Who 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 they play against the Bucks? Who who they play against? Let's begin. I remember watching a little bit of it. Huh? Played the Saints. The Saints. Yeah. No, the same Saints defense. Daniel Jones tore up. Got it. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. But, the, but Tom, the great Tom Brady struggled against. Okay. We got this week. You already mentioned it. Browns, Bengals. Is this a must win for both teams? Because Bengals five and three. They're the favorite, by the way, two and a half. Mm-hmm. You got the Browns are four and four. Browns are fighting for that playoff spot. You got they're behind Kansas City and behind the Pats, who are also four and four. Yeah, it's a must win for both teams. I think you don't want to fall too far behind in the division because right now it's Ravens and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I know the, oh, the Bengals won the head-to-head, but the Bengals also the lost to the but Jets. But if they lose, if they lose yeah. this game, then they're what? No, yeah, they'll be behind. Two games behind or a game yeah. behind the, the Ravens. Yeah. So you don't want to lose too much momentum because at one point people were talking about them as the best team in the AFC. So I think this is a big game for Joe Burrow. Gotta, it is. You got to beat a – got to beat a team like this is, am i crazy for thinking this is a bigger game for the uh browns than it is for the Bengals, though because you well, just yeah, let all the, the controversy so yeah you, you just mean, let yeah see how they come out and play because i mean baker better have like four touchdowns 300 yards because people baker. people looking at him like he's a a 70 in madden right now which he probably should be <laughs> he's, he's not good it's about it's about Baker though. The game's about Baker. I I think it's a huge game for Baker. I think it's a huge game for that offense. The defense, you know, that they'll, they'll be what they are. I think they'll be fine. But and you know, you got Miles Garrett who has like almost like twenty whatever. I mean, however many sacks he has. But it's about Baker. Baker has to have a good game. He really does. It's because now they're they're t- the media is turning on him now out there. Like they don't the Browns fans are not rocking with Baker anymore. Like they're over this experiment. They're done. They want to move on and. Look, they know bad quarterbacking when they see it. They, they've had plenty of experiences seeing that. They, they, you don't need to tell a Browns fan what a bad quarterback looks like. You can just kind of scroll. You can kind of just flip on some tape from five years ago and know that you can. You'll turn on tape of Josh McCown playing, and they're like, "Oh, you see, like they, this is just been. This is what it's been for them." So, no, nah, I mean, it, it, it's it's go time. It's put up or shut up time for Baker. I, I don't. I I don't. I'm not rooting against them. 
I, I do think there's something personal there with him and Odell. For sure. I don't think they liked each other particularly. I don't think Baker liked him, honestly. But um, it's going to be really interesting. I, I'm, I'm going to be tuned in. I'm going to try to tune into that game for, you know, for a little bit. The thing that's interesting, too, with that, I don't think Miles alluded to it already. They're in such a bad space. Greg alluded to it, too. Such a bad space uh, because there aren't any quarterbacks coming out in this oh, draft. There's no well, there's no great one. So they, they're kind of stuck with Baker. <laughs> at this point, they stuck with Baker for at least one more year. So, one of these yeah. quarterbacks in this draft is gonna be really good. I just don't know which one. <laughs> one of them will be okay. One of them is gonna be a good, a good quarterback. There's some guys that are talented, but so it, it's draft. just too risky to bank. Yeah, you want to use a first round pick on a quarterback this year? That's tough. That's that's a tough ask. You have to stick with your guy, and it, it for the Browns, that's a tough ask to you stick with Baker. Best. I mean, hmm. You got to be desperate to take a quarterback in this one. Yeah, you got to be. You got to be. You got to be really unsure about your guy. I don't even hear them talking about like quarterbacks like that this year. There's just no one really special. Yeah, because the guy from UNC, he was the talk of the town, and then he played horrible last weekend. He's been awful. Who is it? Spencer Rattler. He's benched at this point. He's he's he won't get he won't get drafted at all. (laughs) Yeah, not in this draft. No, many flaws with him. And then the guy who is it, Malik. Malik Will Malik Willis at uh, yeah. Liberty. Yeah, I he's been up and down this year, but he's the most out of all of them, he's the most physically gifted. He's like 6'2, 230. He runs like a 4-4. He has a crazy arm, but he just makes mistakes to the ball a little bit and he's not playing against the best competition. But he's got all the tools. Oh my God. I mean, it's it's crazy. I think a team will take a flyer on him. I think him and that guy um from I'm Pittsburgh. Sorry. Who am I thinking about? Pittsburgh, uh Ken, Kenny, what's his name? Pickett. Kenny what? Pickett. 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 Yeah. Kenny Pickett. He he's a guy who'll go in this draft too. And I think he'll be like a sleep sleeper pick around 15, mid-round for mid-first round. I think he's gonna go. But then I know you're gonna bring up someone else, the guy from Cincinnati. I haven't watched too much of him. I mean, they're up Desmond there. Ritter. I mean, I don't know. If if they make it into the college football playoff, then if he plays well in that, that'll definitely help him. It'll boost it. Yeah. yeah. He's got a nice arm. Yeah. He's got a nice arm, but it's also Cincinnati, and, you know, no one cares about Cincinnati. <laughs> they don't play anybody, so there's that, too. <laughs> Patriots, Panthers, both 4-4. Four four. Matt Jones versus Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold got off to a pretty hot start. Ever since, he's kind of been cold, got benched in between there. Mm. Who wins the matchup, and what's your takes on Sammy D? He's overrated. Well, let me not say that because he was never <laughs> – he was never over <laughs> – he was never, never underrated. <laughs> He's been sorry. He had a good start to the season, but people figured it out. Like, I don't I don't know. He's not the option, clearly, in, in Carolina. They've been looking at other options, even trying to trade McCaffrey for Deshaun if they could, but mm. – like, I don't know. Which, which is off the table. Yeah, that's Obviously. off the table now. I, it, it, Sam's at the point, at a breaking point in his career, where now basically these next couple of games, this, this, at the end of this year, it's going to decide whether or not he's a backup quarterback for the rest of his career. That's where we're headed. It's either, it's either he'll play well, he'll pick it up, which I don't think is going to be the case. I don't know why. I, I don't have I, – I have no reason to believe that that's going to be the case. Maybe when McCaffrey comes back, and he's running the ball a bit more, and he has those check downs where he throws to McCaffrey and gets 15 yards, and his numbers are crazy because of it, you know, because McCaffrey can catch a ball five, four yards and literally go 80 with it. So that might change things, but these next couple of games are going to be huge for him, whether or not he's a high-end backup or a starter. I think he's more in the Teddy Bridgewater class than anything else. It's kind of the way I look at him. Like high-end, high-end backup. He can start for you. You need him to start. He can start for you. But I don't think he's – he's definitely not – I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. He's just not. He makes too many mistakes. He's, he's not sharp. He's not sharp. You said Gino? Yeah, he liked Gino. Yeah, this is the Gino comparison is fair. Both Jets, it's just crazy how that works. But, but it's crazy because he's so young still. Like, the fact that now we're talking about him as a high-end backup, even though he was such a high pick, that just speaks volumes to one, the Jets – Mm. How badly they messed that up, and two infused with nourishing so serum just, and almond oil, Nivea essentially enriched lotion. He hasn't grown since he left the Jets. I mean, it's only been a year. Matt Rule, 
He tried. They took a chance. They tried. It, it's not working. At least yeah. it was only a second round pick they gave up. So, but also I see a lot of similar similarity between Sam Darnold and Pat Mahomes. And I don't mean it, and I don't mean it. No, I don't mean it in the in the way you think. I don't mean that, that he's as great as Pat Mahomes or that he can be as great as Pat. No, or he can be as great as Pat Mahomes. The mistakes they make, there's a recklessness they both play with. That and the and the way they try to throw the ball, like yo, that game. I don't know how anyone walks away from that game the Chiefs played and feel good about Pat Mahomes. I, I don't feel like he made so many mistakes in that game, and he, he did everything he could to give the game away. He really did. The Giants just didn't take it because they suck. But that this guy, this this guy's trying to throw the ball off weird like angles, and I know he's done it his entire career, but it's almost as if like he's gotten away from the fundamentals completely. Like he's not stepping to where he throws. Like he's he's just making nonchalant plays out there. And Sam does that, except Sam's not nearly as talented. So it, so it doesn't work out nearly as much as it does for Pat Mahomes. And that's the problem. That that's the problem. But I, I think that's the comparison there. Sam's not as talented as Pat Mahomes, but tries to play Pat Mahomes a little bit. There's a little bit of that recklessness to his game. And as you can see, it's about to, it's about to end with him um on, on someone's bench next year. <laughs> Packers Chiefs, no A-Rod, obviously. You got Jordan Love's first start. Do the Chiefs get this win, or can Jordan Love make this a W for Green Bay? It'll be interesting because he looked good in preseason. Now is the only real game tape that we have of Jordan Love, so that's all we have to go off of. But mm. sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, you've, you had to have learned something. So mm. I think this game could be, you know, a little closer, especially with how the Chiefs struggled and their defense isn't exactly, you know, putting any fear in anybody's heart. So I'm, t- I'm Jordan taking Love, I'm taking it back. Yeah, Jordan Love could have a good game. You know, Mahomes, if he he has to change his style up, you know, stop trying to go for the big play every time. And sometimes you gotta get that five, ten yard throw to keep the the chains moving so you don't turn the ball over and then you know, it's not like, like I said, the defense doesn't stop anybody. So you got to stay I'm, on the field as long as possible. I'm taking, I'm taking the, yeah, I'm taking the Packers in this game. I, I they're going to, they have a good run game. They have a great offensive line. They have Devontae Adams back. They have, the, I think they'll have the receivers back in this game uh, from, from what I understand. So I haven't, I'm, I'm taking them. And it's all, also because of what you said too, where they have no game film on Jordan Love. How, they don't know what to game plan for. Like it's going to be your first time seeing him. It, that's an advantage for, some, for these guys when they make their first starts. That's like rookie, like why think that rookie guys in the NBA are having so much success off the jump? I can't game plan for you because I have no game film. Like you haven't played against NBA competition yet. Like a lot of that stuff is, is it's real. It's real. So I, I, I'm thinking I'm taking them. I'm, I think Jordan Love will be good. I saw enough from him in the preseason where I know he can function, the offense can function and be and work at a high level. So and also it's also because I've seen what I've seen from the Chiefs. I just don't trust them. I don't I don't like I don't know. They're, what's wrong with them isn't again isn't a phase. Like this this is something real. But the Giants, the Giants were taking away the deep ball. They were doubling Kelsey, doubling uh, Hill, and it was working. Like, it was working. The Giants were just giving up underneath stuff, and Mahomes is impatient enough to just keep taking underneath stuff all game. It's real. That's a real thing. It's not some, like, made-up thing. The Packers are going to do the exact same thing, and the Packers are a better team. So when they, when the Chiefs give them the game, when Mahomes makes the mistake to give them the game, they're going to take it. And I, I, I just I'll, – I'll take the Packers in this game. I don't have any hesitations about it, around it. Capital Facts. Adrian Peterson, my man AP, will revitalize his career in Tennessee. Cap effects. Cap. I think his time is done. It's just, you know, like we've been saying in the past, he got bills to pay. So he got to, you know, he got to do his best to show what he can do <laughs> if he wants to play next year and, you know, have a roof over his head. Because it's What a, what it's a failure. If he's yeah. have, if he's still worrying about individual bills to pay at this point in his life, with all the stuff he's done in the league, all the success he's had in the league, that to still be a concern. But um, I, I think he'll be a good. He'll fill in nicely. He'll he'll have some moments, but revitalize. How old is he? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. He's thirty eight. No, he's not. <laughs> I threw a number out there. I was, That's no how way. you know he, he needs this more than the Titans need him. Yeah, like he's out here risking his life at this point. It don't make any sense why he wants to continue to play. I that I can say. I don't know why he would still want to be out there playing. At 36. Two he's years 36. Oh my God. 
Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, no, uh, revitalize is a strong word, but he he'll fill in nicely. He should not be there. Like they shouldn't. He shouldn't be a, a three down back. No, they gotta they gotta split some carries with with somebody else they have on the roster. But he'll have moments. He'll have moments. It, it's they rely too much on that run game. It's gonna go. It, it, things can go completely downhill for that team because Tannehill's not that guy. But he's that guy when things are working around him. But he's not that guy to win games in spite of what's around him. No, that's not him. AP going to get some touches because Tannehill throwing 40, 50 times a game. You don't want that. That is not it, Chief. So if it's running back by committee or whatever, he going to get his touches for sure. sure. Uh, I think behind that line, we'll see some flashes, AP. I don't know about completely revitalized, but Shout out to him and his agent getting another check. <laughs> Cardi B says all rappers nowadays want to die and they make depressing music. Cap of facts. The younger generation, that's that that's facts for. I don't know about the people nowadays. So I I can see it a little bit, but I I, I think there's like a genre for that. Like, you know, the juice squirrels, the X's, like it's a certain type. Like it's it's that sad boy rap. That sad boy rap that where that stuff happens. It's not, it's not like guys who came up like Joey Badass and dudes like that. Like it's not that. That's not what we're talking about. But there is the genre of music where these guys are coming up, popping Zans, talking about how they're gonna die in music, you know, talking about how they're gonna be icons when they do die in their music. So there, there's some there's not it's some facts in what she's saying. I can see what she's talking about. She's not totally, she's not wrong. Man, I don't know why people just can't be like. Jaden Smith, I'm an icon living. Why you gotta die, bro? I'm watching Jaden closely with the way his family been out in the news. His mom talking crazy. His dad talking crazy. He icon. I hope he's. I hope he's still. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. (laughs) Them two are icons living for sure. (laughs) Jaden got Will, and that's his parents, man. That's a lot to go through. That's a lot yeah, of news. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons, yo. Your mom's over here messing around with August Alcina and, and, <laughs> and still missing Pop. Yeah, that's nuts, yo. Told Will to dress up as Tupac for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yo, next one. Marcus Smart is right. It's- Tatum and Brown need to learn how to pass. Capital facts. I say facts. Facts. I think we. I think I've said in the podcast before that 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 tandem doesn't work, and they should trade one of them. I've been saying that for a while. Um, I think you guys have agreed, and and this is why they're two guys that don't make anybody else in their team better besides themselves. They don't get shots for anybody on the floor besides themselves, and like it's not you got to you got to be able to get the good shot. You got to get a good shot. That's the biggest thing. There are only there are only a few players in the NBA who you know when you come down the floor are going to get you a good shot, ninety percent of the time. Bron, Chris Paul. Am I am I missing anyone really? Bron, Chris Paul. Who else? Is, I mean, there's some guys that are smart around the league. I think Rondo will get you a good shot nine times out of ten because he won't shoot it. So by default, it's a good shot. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's true. Like it's and those guys don't do that. Tatum and Tatum's in his own head. I mean, the numbers. I think he had ten points at the night. He's in his he's in his own head and he's hearing the noise. Um, you need him to go out there and score and be a gunslinger. You need that, but you need him. But you also you can't have two guys doing the same thing. You just can't have two of them. That doesn't make any sense. Two guys that aren't going to look to pass. So, uh, Marcus Smart's right, and they also don't. Have, also, Marcus Smart's part of the problem. They don't. They don't have a true point guard. So that's also it. No one's there to set the table for either one of those guys and get them easy points. They don't get easy baskets. Everything's hard. Everything comes in isolation. That's why they are. That's why they are the team they are right now. You, I was just talking to some kids about it at the Y. I'm like, yo, you gotta. The whole point of this game is to get easy points. I don't want to work hard. I don't want to dribble. Like I don't really want to dribble. I have no problem letting going to the gym with Antonio, letting him shoot every single time. I don't care. It's I'm saving energy. I'm gonna get easy looks because they're focused on him. Like that's the name of the game. Get easy points. Then when you have to create, be able to create. That's it. But it seems like the Celtics are playing YMCA basketball out there, and that's why they're losing a lot of games. I know they won last night, but Miami had an off night. So they caught them on a good day. Neither are good at playmaking. That's the issue. Nobody in that team playmakes, and it was hilarious to me, hearing it from Marcus Smart. 
he says it after the game. We had zero assists, bruh. Nobody on y'all team passes the rock. I don't want to hear that from Marcus Smart, though. Right. Marcus <laughs> don't, Smart don't pass either. <laughs> Marcus yeah. Smart shoots too much. Yo, that's what that sounds like is, bruh, y'all don't pass me the ball enough. I need to get some more shots, too. I'm tired of watching y'all, too. <laughs> that's what yep. it sounds like. I don't think, it, like you said, there's nobody on the team that's hesitating. And it, they try to blame it on Kimba. It wasn't Kimba for it's no on that. Team. On Kyrie too. It wasn't Kyrie either. No. They need they need like a Ricky Rubio. Yeah, they need they just need a point guard. They just need a point. They, they need a point guard to come in and help settle things down a little bit. And Schroeder, while you're paying him twenty five dollars an hour, is not the solution to that problem. He another one that don't pass. You don't have anybody at the table on that team. Well, that's the Schroeder's thing about doing is passing the ball. Schroeder's trying to score as much as possible to get this bread, which is stupid. <laughs> Set the team up. Run the team effectively, you get paid. But that's shorter. Just runs to the basket as fast as possible every time he gets the ball. <laughs> the last time he passed was on that check. That's the last thing he passed up was the bread. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so you mentioned players that get you a good shot nine times out of ten, good IQ. One of those players that you that come to mind is Ben Simmons of having a good IQ. Just came out. 76ers have fined him $360,000 for missing the last game. Mm. It's reported they are of the belief that the mentally not ready has been Ben Simmons faking it because he still does not want to play for the team Mm -hmm. and offered help with team doctors, team physicians, and he has turned it down. What's your takes on this? I think this is a very murky situation because you cannot quantify or prove if he really mentally is going through something or not. <laughs> Go ahead, start um, off, Mom. Duh. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, they're not going to get equal value in a trade at this point. Like, everything's just – every story written about him just brings the trade value down and down. Like, Dale Morey is – he's delirious if he thinks, you know – we can just keep holding him like this and eventually maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll change, have a change of heart. Like, no, like this whole off season, there was a lot of disrespect both ways. And I think it's just too, too far gone at this point. So like Ben Simmons clearly doesn't want to be in Philly anymore. And I don't think it's beneficial for them to even have him play if he, you know, if they find a way to force him to play. Because what? He might just tank it. He might just, you know. Saw him practice. Yeah, kind of like practice. He's going to jog back on defense, you know, not really be active on offense, setting, you know, weak screens. Just bringing his trade value even lower. So, I don't know. They need to trade him ASAP, get what you can, get, you know, some good rotational pieces, but it's a lost cause at this point. Yo, I think it'd be wild. It's just in a game. He'll probably put an ear pod in or something like that while he's playing. <laughs> Yo, Ben, ben no, nothing is surprising. I, I'm, I really want to see how long he's going to hold, hold up with this. Like how much time is going to go? How many game checks are you willing to lose? to get yourself out of there because we knew the mental, I knew the mental health thing was an excuse. I, I didn't believe it. Um, I, I mean, I think, I do think there's mental health stuff there. I think that's why he's not shooting the ball to begin with, but I think the main reason why he's not coming back is because of fear. He's just scared of what the fans are going to do. Cause he knows the fans are going to throw things at him. They're going to throw batteries at him. Then when he gets out there, that's what they're going to It's Philadelphia. These fans are savages. So I, it's not going to go well. So he's just scared. And I, and I understand it. I know he's brought it upon himself. I know that. But the best thing for both sides is give it to get to part ways. And this is really about also Daryl Moore just being really stubborn and arrogant and thinking that he can, he can game the system. That's not how this works, man. Like you can't have this guy in your locker room. You can't have him run your team. They're actually not bad. They come out, they've gotten up to a good start. You don't want to compromise that he plays the performance of the team could drop. It may not be as, it's not going to be very pretty. Um, Joel Embiid is very clear about not liking him at all. And don't think for a second anyone believes him going out there talking to the fans saying, don't boom, that's our brother. Get the hell. We already know what that is. That's just, you're saving face. 
They told you to say that, Joel. We know you don't like him. You got it. Joel's gonna put his foot down. He he has that. He has that franchise. He's controlling that franchise. Get him out of here and just get some get get a solid return before it's too late. Yeah. Um. The thing I don't think he fully thought through. You saying you're not mentally ready doesn't help you stop at all. Because if it he don't care it, about the stock. He don't care. Just trade it, me. If it is an actual thing there of her mentally, you know, not being ready or whatever, who's to say that's not going to be a question on another team? Like, well, is he going to be mentally ready to play for me? So, and the thing is that you said, Greg, it probably really is something mental health of why he's not shooting, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think, the thing is, I don't think Ben Simmons realizes realize that yet, though. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're claiming, oh, mentally I'm not ready to play, but you're really mentally not ready to play. And you could <laughs> all the help that you can so mentally you can play and excel because nobody's accepting that subpar average nonsense Kirk Cousins type play anymore like it's not it's not rocking in Philly or anywhere else nobody's taking just the subpar not for the bread that you want to if Ben Simmons came to them was like yo I'll take a pay cut just get me out of here all right cool we'll we'll pay you we'll pay you like a six man or something like that We'll pay you like a third option that you are. <laughs> you want to get paid like number one option, like a face of a franchise. Go get that mental help, bro. Ain't don't be ashamed of that black man. Go get your help that you need. It's obvious. We all see it. That's a sad thing that you don't get yet. Should play man in the mirror in the background when I edit this clip. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we got some players off to a hot start so far. Three big candidates, and I want to hear y'all takes on all three of them. Who do you think is going to actually prolong this? Who is, yo, this is just a phase, bruh. early season. They're not going to continue this. Who are you most surprised by? Whatever take you want to give on us. We got Miles Bridges having 24 points a game, eight rebounds, one block, 1.8 steals, 37% from the clip from three, 48% from the field. Those are all career high stats on right now. Mm-hmm. Hero, 20.4 PPG, six rebounds, 85% free throw shooting, 45% from the field, 37% from the three-point. And, of course, we got to give love to R.J. Barrett. Shout out to the Knicks beating the champs tonight. Coming back after a slow start that first quarter, coming back to beat Milwaukee, he's averaging 19.1, five rebounds, 71% free throws shooting, 47% from the three-point line. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm going to start – I'm going to say this. I'm actually going to see uh, R.J. Barrett play live on Sunday. I got an opportunity to go down to the Knicks game, so I'm going to go check him out. Cavs game? They're playing the Cavs, I think. They're playing the Cavs on Sunday, so I'll be doing – I'll be seeing him. I'm, I also have my eye on, D- on Darius Garland, too. That game's going to be very interesting because Darius Garland was the fourth pick. and He's been playing better this year, too. Not – as well as RJ, but playing better this year too, and I, I like him a lot. But um, you know, I you know how I feel about Tyler Hero, so I think that's going to be sustainable. I, you know how I feel about Miles. I think Miles Bridges is, is actually very talented. It makes it, I don't think this is a mistake. I think he's really put the work in. He's actually this is the player he is, um, and he's going to get paid 100 M's because he passed up on that 60 million dollars in the offseason. And you obviously have and Tyler Hero. I think is is going to be an All Star. I I I am. Buying all, I pushed all my Tyler Hero stock already. Y'all know that already. I didn't buy last year. I think this is who he is. Um, and y'all know that. Baby D book. Just remember I said that. As far as, and I can explain that further, but but as far as RJ though, RJ has been a pleasant surprise. He's knocking down the three ball at a high lead, high clip. He's playing, he's playing better off the bounce, but the, the, there's still a problem oh, here. Though. I feel you. I feel you. Keep going. There's still there's still <laughs> a problem here. It's not, it's not RJ, <laughs> it's not RJ's fault. That what I'm about to say, they 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 probably need to play more through him than they do with any through our Randall, and that's and that's the issue. I just I, and it's for me, it's just because I'm curious. I just want to see if he can p- create for his teammates. There were some plays tonight. I, I watched a little bit of that game. I watched a little bit of RJ's game tonight. I didn't see the the third quarter explosion when he played his best, which I regret. I was busy watching the Nets because they gave me a heart attack. But I I watched I watched the beginning part of the game running the fast break and. I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I, 
he can score and he's an efficient scorer and he's not having he's a place in this league and he's a he's a young talented player well i don't like his ability to 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 feel the game and feel the pass when you have to make the pass and make it on time i don't know miles call me crazy i don't i don't know like i i'm just i'm iffy i don't know like do you do you think that's there because they have to let him play that way i think that's the way they have to let him try to play like not point guard but like point three at times they don't let him do that nearly enough and make decisions but and maybe there's a reason for that. That's because they make taking Julius Randle point four. I don't. And I don't like that because he's not. He just wants to shoot the ball. It's it, and the he catches the ball and the offense just dies and it doesn't move. The ball doesn't move anymore. And it's like, yo, you're not that. Good, you're not good enough to do that. Like that. That can't be you. You're not Carmelo good offensively. That's not who you are. Where it's a bucket if you still the ball stops at you. But RJ can clearly score. That's not the question. That he still needs to work on his right hand. But he can clearly score. Clearly, he's very he's good. He's gotten a lot better. The question is, can you create for the people? And maybe you and if he can't, whatever. Like you're still you justified, you might have just justified yourself at the third overall pick, the way he's playing for real. Like he's on his way to doing that, even if he can't. But can he is my question. Does that make sense? Like it's not a knock on him. I'm just I'm seriously asking one way or another. He can like I mean, I saw it in that game where he had a career high and Randall sort of took a back seat. I was like, all right, now they're going to let RJ do his thing. And he was making plays down the stretch that you'd want from a guy who, you know, realistically should be the best player on the team. But Randall, Mm -hmm. you know, he's the highest paid player. He was an all-star last year. So Mm -hmm. he takes it upon himself to put more on his plate than, you know, we need from him. Because if we, if he took a little less off and let some other guy shine, and do their thing, we wouldn't be losing to teams like the Magic or the Raptors and having lulls where guys aren't hitting threes because they're just watching Donner, Randall really. dribble and, and they pat, they get passed too late. So I think RJ, like you said, I'd like to see them run it through him more often because when, when they do, when Randall's not out there, you can see it, but mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't get to see it that often because they're realistically – going to be on the court at the same time and I mean a lot of the time that was my problem was that early on they just had RJ as a spot-up shooter like he was Kyle Korver or Mm -hmm. or somebody which is frustrating because I know he can do way more than that which now he's starting to show because I think he's starting to take it upon himself to you know this is my third year there's a lot of talk about whether I'm good enough and I mean, he puts the work in. That's why I like RJ. I think that's why I've always had confidence that he was going to, you know, be pretty good in this league is because he works at it. Even from rookie year to sophomore year, he mm-hmm. took that leap. And now he's starting, he's starting to take another leap where, you know, he's shooting with, hand, with a hand in his face. Like he's not afraid to shoot three point mid range. Like he's a good scorer. So I think, I think he can sustain this and I think he could, you know, take another leap if Randall, you know, kind of steps back a little bit. But I mean, who knows? There's leaps to be taken with him. Yeah, for sure. There's leaps to be taken. He, he I, this is definitely sustainable. I don't this is not a mistake. What he's doing, I mean, he's shooting at a really ridiculously high percentage right now, but the 20 points a game scoring, I think he's at that point. Fine. I think that's what he can do. I don't have any questions there. Can you dribble? Can you create a shot for yourself with the dribble? Still g- legitimate questions there. Better with your right hand is another thing for me. And are you going to create for your, your teammates? He had a couple fast breaks where he didn't pass the ball or he passed it really late. And I'm just like, what, 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 are, you, what are you doing? Like those kind of plays, you can clean that kind of stuff up. You have a heck of a player. You have a heck of a player on your hands. But I, I think it's real. And I'm, a good, I'm excited to get to see him play in person because I, I really I, – I think you get a different feel seeing guys play in person. You really do. And I'm interested to see him live. But he's, he's got the talent. And he's, and he's made of all the right stuff. I've been saying that forever about RJ. I really have been saying that. I didn't think he was particularly good when I was saying it, but I was saying that he's made of all the right stuff. Playing in New York, that's not easy. And playing in New York when people don't think you're that good is even harder. It's even, and when people are picking everyone over you, that's really hard. He could have folded, but he didn't fold. So he is made of all the right stuff. And fortunately for you guys, he's not 500 pounds like his buddy Zeon out in uh, New Orleans. I was about to say, what do you guys think? You think at some point we'll, we'll have that discussion like, Who's better in this draft, RJ or Zion? Just because I don't of the think, fact that Zion can't stay healthy right now, 
Wade is going to be an issue. It's not even can't stay healthy. He refuses to put a salad in his mouth. <laughs> well, well, it, it, he's not drinking water. This joke is having Dr. Pepper still and cheeseburgers. The fact that they reevaluated this man two weeks into the season, they tell him, about, yo, he's going to probably be out for another two weeks. Mm. Bruh, this is out of pocket. <laughs> Did you see a video of him running pregame the other day? He looks worse. It looks, he looks, he looks worse. He looks, he looks really big. He's laboring. He, he looks like it's scary how big he is. Like it's we're, we're, we're nearing obesity territory. Like it's, it's, it's his face. His face is swollen. It's, it's really weird. It's really weird how much weight he's putting on. It's weird. But look like and walk up the steps and be like, oh, yeah, yeah bro. He be breathing hard. Like what's going? Yo, Miles, that's a good question though. Because I, I asked that question about him and Ja. I asked I when it comes to Ja, I already asked that question. I have the conversation with him and Ja. I already that do because I think Ja's dead. that good. Dead. Huh? I said that combo's dead. I don't think I think Ja's surpassed him. In the- I would believe so too. Yo, especially how he's balling this year. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. But yo, but but wait, but Zion, Zion had really nice structures when he played where he was getting like 20, 27 on 50% shooting, 60% shooting, and having a couple assists and like 10 boards. You he had some stretches. So it was always about health. It wasn't about the player he is. It was about health. So RJ's have to take another leap. The leap I'm talking about, the things I'm saying he has to get better at, if the Knicks give him those keys and he and he answers the bell, sure. Why? I mean, why not? I don't know how much we're going to see, more we're gonna, of Zion we're going to see. That's the problem. But Zion, when, he, when he's – that's more frustrating thing about all this. If Zion was playing, my God, he, he would be the best forward in basketball, especially with the way Anthony Davis has been playing. I know he's had good numbers, but we'll get there, I guess, whenever we do. But he would be one of the best fours in basketball, top two, four. I mean, that'd be great. But he'd be like, to me, if, if he was playing right now, he'll basically be like Kevin Love in Minnesota. He's going to be putting up nice stats. But even when he was there, they don't win. New Orleans is in a terrible situation. They don't win with him there. They don't win with him not there. Mm. Terrible yeah. situation. Yeah, it's bad you feel me? Like, obviously, talent-wise and all that he does and how athletic he is, of course. He's fun to watch. Fun to watch. Of course, in that sense, you're going to pick R.J. Barrett. But R.J., I mean, you're going to pick Zion over R.J. But <laughs> R.J. is playing on a winning organization, bro, and putting up numbers and doing well. But I, would, yeah. I don't know how Zion plays in a, on a winning organization. In a winning He's season. a big part of this success. It's real. He's just, he deserves that, credit. I can't, I can't come on here and, and crap on him every chance I get. And then when he's playing well, not say he's playing well. He's playing really well. He's playing really well. And honestly, to be quite honest with you guys, I am, I'm actually happy for him because I, I think he deserves the success he's seeing. I mean, goodness. I mean, everyone, everyone is like me. Everyone is like me. No one thinks he's good. Like, no one thought he was good besides immediate Knicks fans who watch every single night. And we're like, oh, there's something there. There's something there. It kind of reminds me. Yo, it's crazy. It reminds me of the way I feel about Daniel Jones. Like, I watch him, but everyone else on the outside is like, he sucks. I'm like, we know there's something there, but they don't believe you. Same thing with RJ. Clearly, clearly they're right. We make excuses for Zion here in the South. RJ somewhere where it's 24 hours, he can get some trash food. <laughs> different body types. <laughs> different body types. I think Zion has a problem. I think there's something going on with Zion's genetics here. He's eating, he's eating too much. <laughs> but Shout out RJ for being disciplined and eating what he's supposed to eat, bro. He better be disciplined. Discipline. <laughs> Coach Tibbs don't play that. You feel me? I don't know what they're going over in New Orleans. They letting that junk slog. Yeah, they drafted Baby Escalade over there. That's exactly. That's who they drafted. That's Mark. You know, Escalade was Mark Jackson's brother or cousin. Yeah. Yeah, they, they drafted Mark Jackson's little brother. That's what they did. We That's don't good. get RJ. We're never, we're never gonna get a um a Zion interview on this thing ever. I don't care, bro. <laughs> we 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 would have to change. We would have to change our show to call Eat Champs to get him on. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I'll play again. I, I really hope he gets the weight thing under control. He's actually fun to watch, man. I, I hope he gain, I hope gets his weight under control, man. I really do. Till then, I hope so too. But till then, he could hop on when we have bubble cools. I guarantee that won't be no problem. <laughs> yeah, we cover we cover guests with bubble cools. I I'll be on the show with y'all. Oh, <laughs>
Flag on the play. We end off the show with flag on the play. That's how we're going to end off the shows from here on now. Flag on the play. Mm. Non-alcoholic booze is on the rise. 33% sales have increased to $331 million in the last year. Mm. Except or decline. Would y'all be interested in non-alcoholic booze? Non-alcoholic booze? Yeah, this, this, this sounds like it could be my kind of speed. What are we talking about? It, it, it's a, yeah, this could be my kind of thing. Non-alcoholic booze? Do they have that in Heineken's? <laughs> Still not over that one. <laughs> hey, it's not, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. It's not my fault. I haven't missed a show. I'm here. You're right. You're right. I've been here. I've been here. Whether we in person, whether I, I don't think I've ever missed a show. So there we go. <laughs> Whenever, man. Um, so, it's one, so basically, it's like, you know how you got different flavors of milk and stuff like that. You got the almond milk and the oat milk. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So basically, you could have like a um, cognac flavored alcohol, but it's no booze. It's not no booze. that aspect of it. So it'll taste, it'll give you an imitation of you drinking Hennessy, but it's not Hennessy. That should be, it, it, I feel like that could that tend to be horrible at the same time. Because it, it, it could be bad. It could taste bad. You know, I don't want to taste vodka that's not vodka. I don't like vodka to begin with. So I don't want to taste vodka that's not vodka. Don't make any sense. It's like having the, the tofurkey. The tofurkey is a replacement for to- turkey. It's the same logic. I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to try it. I'm all ears until I taste it and it's bad and I'll never do it again. That's really the way it works. So Yeah, we'll have to uh, try it out one of these days. It's- one of the main companies is called Ritual. So it's Ritual in general has like different health products and things like that and vitamins. So the whole push on this is people concerned about what goes in their body. You know how alcohol, it's a lot of calories. Mm. They, they I, heard rit- I heard Ritual and I thought they were trying to bring prohibition back. I thought it was the, I thought it was the, the, <laughs> the, the evangelicals making a run at this thing again. Okay. <laughs> Ah, next one. Squid Game crypto coin promoter goes ghost after millions are invested in this scam. Accept or decline. Squid Game. Yeah, I'll run that back for you. What's happening okay. again? So somebody created a Squid Game crypto coin. Mm. Million dollars was invested. Mm. Once came in, the creator went ghost. Took everybody's money. Hey. The creator of the show is scamming people. Not the, no, not the creator of the show. Oh, I was like, oh, okay, the creator of the of the coin, of the coin. Oh, <laughs> hey man, look, I be hearing a lot of these people. People out here be investing in their Bitcoin and tell me I gotta get on that wave and all that stuff. This is my fear. This is why. This, this is why. But I also would never invest in something, you know, that that's revolving around a source of entertainment like squid game why would i do that it's just a waste of money um <laughs> it's just i don't know that, that's ridiculous ma what do you what do you think i don't know you you went to that bitcoin stuff it, it hurt it's lucrative i just don't this type of stuff is the reason why man i mean i have some money in it but yeah i would never invest in something named after a tv show that, that seems like a bad idea line. so and that's the thing that's too the- that's so tough with it. And correct me if I'm wrong, Miles. It can't really be traced back to who created it. Mm-hmm. Nobody can trace back to who created Bitcoin originally. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I think when, you know, for our listeners, you have to be wise in your investments. Mm-hmm. If you're into crypto, and correct me if I'm wrong, Miles, you want to go with the major coins that you know of, the Bitcoins, the Dogecoins, the Ethereum. Those are the type of coins you want to get into that have a back and that have a history of doing, they got some, you know, history that they've been around for a little bit, not mm-hmm. something that's around squid game, crypto coin. Come on. That's the, oh, if that's the case. We're going to find somebody that's good on computers. We're going to do a benchmarking in T-Coin and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> people, if people yeah, fall yeah. off nonsense like that, I guess we, we try that one right <laughs> We can do that. Spanx, this is the last one. Spanx, Spanx founder 
Sarah Blakely rewards workers with $10,000 cash and first class plane tickets. She has 500 employees. She did this for every single one, except for the clock. Hold on. So why, what was the back, background about why she did this? So Blake revealed her largest, largest at a party last week to celebrate on October 20th that Blackstone was buying a majority stake in the Atlanta-based maker of slimming briefs, bras, pantyhose, and other undergarments. And so she went out and, and after hearing the good news, chose to reward all of her employees by giving them 10 G's each. And first class plane tickets. That's wonderful. Shit. I, maybe I should work for them. They've been working for the wrong company. <laughs> Man, if they need a model, I'll, go, I'll get into some bank. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the answer is just, hey, I mean, that's a company I should be looking to work for. Sounds like it's black owned too. Although maybe I'm just making the assumption because they're in Atlanta. And I, when, I hear, when I hear Atlanta, I think black. I don't think of anything else. <laughs> so there could that guy, that could be it. The thing with that too, I just find it funny. So she did that after, you know, having that majority stake bought. They're not on the level of Tesla, Amazon, and them jokers don't do nothing nowhere near this. And they could afford to do it. Mm-hmm. Bill, Mm-hmm. Don't do nothing like this. Facts. Shout out to her for doing something like that. Shout out to her. Shout out to Spanx. Uh, wish nothing but the best for them. You know, they've helped out a lot of our queens, a lot of our queens in our community. Spanx have really saved the lives for a lot of them. So we support Spanx. We rock with Spanx. I don't wear them, but we rock with Spanx. <laughs> That's funny. Neither does my lady, so we good over here. But yeah, I never heard of no spanks before. I'm and I'm looking to go downstairs after this. Ask your mom about it. She'll know <laughs> whether she wore it or not. She'll know. She knows somebody. Your mother knows somebody that wore spanks back in the day, especially going oh, to church. Oh my god! Especially going to church. But so long. It's been around for a long time. You think every every first lady was really tight like that? Nah, that was spanks, my boy. <laughs> Every first lady was a fit. You know, you would see first lady after church eating chicken and red velvet mm-hmm. every Sunday. You think she got a six pack? No, that's spanks, my boy. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same vibe. If you got your spanks, you ain't got to get ready. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Bitch, mob, we out. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>